You're listening to the Headhunting Honey Housewives podcast with Diane O'Brien, episode number 33. Good morning, Headhunting Housewives. How is everyone? It's Diane O'Brien, your recruiter. We're on Thursday morning. It's still dark out. It's a rainy Thursday morning here in Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, I didn't do a podcast yesterday. It's the first day. It was a Wednesday that I missed in a lot, a long time. I guess it's been me 30 in a row uh, during the weekdays. So um, sorry to have missed you all. My, um, well, this isn't my only excuse, but the big reason too is my husband was sick. <laughs> and my husband hardly ever gets sick, at least not like throw up sick. He gets, catches colds once in a while. But he was throw up sick yesterday. In fact, even till last night. So uh, I didn't sleep at all last night, actually. It's uh, what time is it? almost six in the morning here, and I literally did not sleep last night. <laughs> and usually, people that know me, I can sleep through anything. I sleep all night long. Um, I can sleep anywhere, anytime. I've never had a problem sleeping. But, um, you know, men are such big babies when they're sick, I tell you. So anyway, um, back to business, uh, housewives and headhunters. So I'm happy it's Thursday because it's been a really busy week. Um, it's been a lot of fun to talk to you, uh, the people I'm talking to one-on-one right now as I'm getting ready for our 2Q launch. Um, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow, Friday's Zoom call with some new uh, people. So can't wait to meet Rachel and Joanne and Bridget will be in the call. And then we have Lisa and I'm trying maybe to get one more. I want to keep it to only five. Um, and again, for those of you that are on my waiting list, I know you haven't heard anything from me, but I do have you and see on my list and I will be putting something out within the next few weeks, obviously before 2Q, but even I'm trying before March um, to get things lined up to get you in where you need to be so I can help you go where you want to go. So I haven't forgotten about you. Um, but today's podcast, I know I usually have a dedicated subject, right? And, um, and I do want to talk about contracts and contract negotiation because, um, one of the gals I was helping was needing help yesterday on a contract, but I did not have time to give it to her or at least contract negotiations, maybe not actually the term sheet yet, but actually going to meet a client and knowing they're discussing money. And I know that can be a tough time for all of you. Um, you know, you get so excited to find that client finally, But then once you do, you have to come to terms, right, with the the contract, the negotiation. And that can be difficult. That's one of the tougher parts. And, you know, I don't claim to any be any negotiation guru. There's tons of those out there. So you can probably find a lot better people than I on the negotiation skills. But what I can speak to is just what has worked for me. I've had to kind of figure it out myself. And I really didn't take any of those classes through the years. So kind of live and learn. Um, And I guess if I'm going to offer a little bit, of information, you know, straight up on um, business here today. And then I'll talk about some other kind of more high in the sky stuff. But as far as tactical, uh, on the contracts, you know, throw out if they, a lot of times the bigger clients will have their own terms, right? So if they have a contract they send to you, you can work with that. Um, If not, smaller clients or maybe even clients that just, you know, want to see your terms first, you want a standard contract to throw over. I mean, it can be a one pager. I've now gotten up to three pages just because the more you get burnt in life, the more you're adding other terms, you know, but but that's for retained and, and the higher level executive stuff. If you're doing anything under like 100K placements, um, you can just do a one page simple contract just to make sure you're on the same page with basic terms. And those basic terms in recruiting, you know, are going to be A, the position that you're looking for, um, and then B, your fee, right? So if you're straight up contingent percentage recruiter, that could be as low as 20% to as high as 30%. 
or more. And you know, I've even done three, three and a third, but, and I think there's probably 35 out there. I just never asked for 35 yet. Um, so, and there is as low as 10, right? So I know there are people out there that I, I don't know if I ever went as low as 10, but probably, <laughs> but I just don't remember. So, but really want to be that 20 to 30% sweet spot. I think 25% is great. Um, it's a good, you know, middle ground, especially on contingent. Um, so that's one part, right? You're negotiating just your fee and it's tough because the client wants to pay one thing and you know, your worth is another and you're meeting in the middle. And sometimes you do, you know, as much as I want to make sure you women are standing your ground on what your worth is and to pay for your time, sometimes you have to be flexible, especially in the beginning, but until they know how good you are, right? Because you don't want to lose a lot of good clients because they are not going to pay you 30% or they're not going to pay you like a, you know, 30K retainer up front. They want to make sure you can perform. And so there is that sweet spot in the beginning in those first, um, you know, whether it's 30, 60, 90s, we're kind of proving yourself, you might do it at a lower rate, but then you step that right up. So I've done it before where I kind of go in low because the company either A, doesn't have the money to pay me, they're a startup or they're just not wanting to pay me. And so let's say if it's the retainer fee, instead of coming in at 10 or 15K a month for a certain type of retainer, let's say it's more like an RPO thing where I'm hiring a few people for them. Um, you know, they can only afford 7,500. So let's say I'm like, all right, I'll work within your budget. I'll do 7,500 a month retainer, but you're only gonna get a couple, you know, two or three hires for that, not the 20 you want. Right. And then by phase two, um, if they realize how good you are and they're going to pay you more for more of your time and your focus on their jobs, because us recruiters have multiple contracts on our desk, we need to, and we are going to spend time with the higher paying ones. It's just kind of the way that business goes. Um, they'll realize that they have to kind of pay you more, right? So maybe by round two after, and that could be after as soon as a few weeks, right? Some companies might take a few months. I've had before within two to three weeks. They're like, yeah, we want you. Let's pay you more money. So from that, it can go from seventy five hundred to fifteen k a month, right? And again, for you, this might be lower numbers. I'm just giving examples. It could be ten k, or for you, it could be higher if you're used to doing really high executive levels. You're not maybe even starting to hit go until you get your first twenty five thousand retainer. So it's all different levels, you guys. But it's really going to be what you decide is your value, right? What you're willing to work for, and that might feel really low in the beginning, but the better you get your job, the more that's going to go up, and the more confident you get in how good you are as a recruiter, the stronger you'll stand firm to your number. You'll walk away from deals and then they'll come back to you, right? So everything you're doing and, you know, I'm talking to people right now that I know, like, hey, Lisa, I know you had a, a contract yesterday um, or a negotiation and I wasn't available to kind of talk beforehand. But for, like, for all of you out there, they may be walking out the door to go talk to, you know, negotiate just realize it's not going to be a fail. No matter how it played out, let's say you didn't have maybe the numbers you needed beforehand or afterwards you look back and, and went, oh, I wish I would have said this or that to get the higher amount. All of it is going to serve you. Um, it might just be serving your future self. Maybe this time you took a little bit of a hit and are going to work for a little less money, but you're learning and that's really where the gold is. You learn kind of how to talk through that. You'll learn through this example to go to your next example and your next person and um and it's funny here, you know, I'm doing this 20 years now, but I still find myself circling back to the beginning. I mean, what's been really helpful for me in talking to all of you, it's brought me back to basics in many ways, the things I have forgotten even, like the contracts and the basic terms. Um, and so that's really helpful. This podcast has been as much helpful to me as it has been giving to you. I really have to say that. So thank you. <laughs> A lot of times it gives me thanks from you, but it really thank you for that because it's kind of like when I got my... um 
think about when I used to walk Tucker or my all my dogs when I would be walking them I thought that was a complete act of service me giving you that just like your kids and your family or for me maybe students in the beginning you're just giving your time giving giving and like there's not a monetary return right and yeah there's not a monetary return but I can tell you like I'm walking my dog uh, my body got into shape without me even trying because I was walking every morning right and of course your kids and your husband that puts in dividends that come back in other ways that aren't dividends as far as money but the love and how it grows and how your family grows and I'm already finding this right now. And I've found this before in mentoring, um, you know, people through the years as I was recruiting, but especially now this past month and helping people on, you know, on email or just through doing this podcast and um, seeing the feedback. Um, you know, it's not just a me give, 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 you know, I am receiving, receiving, receiving from you just from my own knowledge and what I'm learning and how I'm helping. So it really has been a give and take. And that's been a little bit of a more of an eye opener for me as I do this. So I want to thank you all for that too, because it's helping me grow, which is such a great, you know, awesome benefit to things. Um, but back to contracts, you're going to figure out your worth, you're going to know where you are. And um, let me speak to you women that I know, you know, especially the, almost the housewife side of you, the ones that are out there maybe starting your new business, you're not used to this, you want to give it away for free, right? Like you want to, <laughs> you want to give your services away because you're really good at it, right? Let's say I have thinking of women that I've met at parties that make their handbags, right? And they're going out to craft shows and in the beginning, they practically just want someone to take their bag, right? Versus sell it for the $100 when I sell it for And it's the same they're recruiting at first. You know, you have a client, you have great people. I mean, I've been in situations recently for high-end clients. I just really would, I would uh, gladly, it's like in you as a woman, give them the person I have found that's going to be the perfect match for their company, right? Because um, it's in our nature to do so, especially us women, right? Maybe business maybe isn't when it's like tit for tat. It's just, it just doesn't feel right, right? Even saying it, it's like, ugh, you know? <laughs> and men are so used to that. And I'm, I'm sorry I'm stereotyping for you men in my group right here. But um, just realize, and that's great that you come from that giving way and you're, you're, it makes you good at your job because you do this naturally. However, you have to stand strong for what that is worth because if not, you give them one person for free, then it's like it lowers your numbers. The next time they come to you to hire, your number got lower and you didn't hold your value and go higher the way that you want to. So we'll talk a lot about that later. And I do this, I'm going to do a lot more of that, of course, in my groups in 2Q to really help you realize your worth and how to stay strong in a professional way. I mean, you can go two ways. You can go one extreme where you just give things away and then feel bad later that you didn't give the amount that you deserved. And then the other extreme, right? And I've, I've played both, trust me, where I would give things away and then feel sad that I didn't get the value that I was, it should have been receiving. And I'm going the other direction where I feel like I didn't have my contract set up the right way and I kind of got pissed off, right? That after doing all the work, um, I was giving things away for free and not giving the money that I deserve in these big deals, right? So, and we get angry about it. And uh, and I've kind of gone both ways with clients, right? And through the years in doing that is where it's kind of helped me learn where my sweet spot is. Like, I know what my value is. I know what I'm asking for. I know where I, I'm not going to go back. Even when I want to give it away for free to even helping, you know, in mentoring, forget about clients right now, I'm doing this and it's free. And there's that give and take of free giving and receiving, which is beautiful. However, there is a point then when the person is needing and asking more from you where you want to give more, but that is a value there. You have to make sure you know what that value is, figure out what that number is to where it feels good for both of you, ideally, and then you move forward, right? Um, so I know I didn't give any really concrete numbers other than, you know, recruiting, of course, you know, it is a 25 30% and that's going again right off of um, 
the annual salary and sometimes even salary plus bonus, but typically the annual salary of the first person's first year. So if you're hiring someone, you know, a hundred thousand and you're only getting 10%, that's like a 10 K or so I did do that back when the years, um, if it's 15%, it's 15 K 20%, 20 K. Right. And that actually is quite my range of, of my fees. So it kind of fits right in there that 10 to 20 K. Um, of a typical, you know, retainer fee for things. So, but that's kind of the percentages you would use, even a contingent, and you can take that all the way down to a $30,000 job, $50,000 job, whatever, until you get to $100,000 jobs and and the ones that then go into bonus rounds. Um, so I hope that's helpful. It's funny, I give these little tactical um, bits of information because I know you all are asking for it and you're needing it. But I can even tell as I'm talking in the podcast that my voice kind of uh, <laughs> dips down as I'm talking about it. And that's where I know these groups will be helpful because on, on the on the one-on-one, or at least me teaching a one-on-one person, but within a group setting to help all of you, it'll get my energy where it is because there's a given, you know, give and take back and forth that's conversational a little bit more versus me just talking at you. When I do these podcasts, you know, except from that little bit of tactical information I just shared, I more enjoy the, you know, up in the cloud stuff, right? So that's where versus, um, you know, I'm going to be glad to help the sourcers and recruiters, but it's the business owners. I'm helping some of those business owners right now, women that um, are enjoyable because we could talk about big picture stuff because it's not just the tactical and you have to get in the weeds and I get it and you have to know how to do the stuff. However, you want to constantly have your mind. And I say it's not really in the clouds, but you want to be daydreaming. You want to think about, okay, where do you want to go? Because if you get too stuck in this tactical stuff, it'll just suck you in, right? And that's why we talked about the boundaries that you need in your day, the boundaries you need in your time, the boundaries you need on your money and your worth. Because if not, you'll get sucked in and put in so many different directions. You won't know where you're going. It'll just feel like chaos. And I hope part of what I can do for you is really help you find that clarity because life is messy, right? It gets so chaotic. And I know as women, you know, we love if we have a messy house, we know how to clean that up, right? And you take a deep breath and you feel good. You're, you want to live every day in a clean, beautiful home. And then we do that maybe with our wardrobes and it moves out to our kids and our families and maybe other homes and our travel. And, you know, we love cleaning up a messy life. And then we want to put it on a schedule, right? So make that that annual trip or the quarterly trip. And, and I get it, right? I've kind of been there, done that too. And that's a beautiful thing. But you're, if you're new to business or you're going to grow your business, you're having to take that mindset now and what you've done so well for your family and apply that to your business. It's going to be a little messy, screaming baby in the beginning. <laughs> and it's going to just want, want, want from you. And it's going to give nothing back, right? This needy little bag of baby. <laughs> and that's how your business is. It's a business baby right now. And uh, I'm able to see that clear, I guess, from having done this from hindsight. When I started my business, I had no idea what I was getting into. But I launched my first business when, back in 2003 when I already had a three-year-old and I was pregnant, right? So my business baby was growing up with my kids. Um, so anyway, I just want to make sure I'm giving you that kind of inspiration and insight as well for those of you that maybe aren't even at the contract stage, but just getting into all of this. And for those of you at the contract stage that I want you to still keep your head above water. And even though you'll feel like you're drowning, you know, and you might feel like that, but you're not, you're going to survive it. Just keep your head above water. Keep your head looking up to the sky. That's why I think these weekly calls will be really good. That little touch point for some of you will be that inspiration you need. For others of you, it'll be a quick negotiation, little chat on to help, you know, put you in the right direction. Um, for others, it's just kind of getting, again, all those little uh, projects, all those arrows facing the same direction. So you can launch when you need to launch. Maybe like this Monday, I have a new launch coming up. I want you guys to have new launches coming up every single Monday. So, um, you know, so just think about that. And again, just think about how you want your days to be. Because when you're in your business, 
it always sounds like a beautiful thing. You're gonna make all this money. But again, once you get all the money, let's say your goal is a hundred thousand, you'll hit that hundred thousand. You know, I've done that. I can help you do that. But then you look up one day and you're like, well, I'm busy all the time or I'm not spending time with my family. You know, do I really want to do that again? And then you get smarter and you do it again, but then maybe you're having better boundaries on it, right? So you're like not spending as much time and you have more boundaries and you're enjoying it more. And then you end up making 200000 and you're like, hmm, I'm on to something. I don't have to work harder to make more money. I have to work smarter to make more money. And so that's what I want to help teach all of you as well. So, but I don't want you to wait 20 years to figure it out the way I had to. I want you to know that now, like, again, you women getting in your business right now after raising your family or growing it. If you have that mindset now that wherever you're at, you can take that and what you made last year and make it in one quarter. I've done that. And it's been a beautiful eye-opening thing. And then you can do that again and grow it. Now, what I haven't done, I haven't made a million dollars in a business in my year because I've never worked enough. I'm always taking off summers and enjoying myself. I've made a million in my business, obviously, through the years. I mean, more than a million if you add up all the money I've made in my in recruiting. But never in one year have I done a million because I work first quarter. You know, I used to work for a year to make 100K. But now if I work first quarter or two quarters, I can make my 100K plus. You know, so I'm always in that 100, 200, three. I haven't, you know, gone over that and gone on to make a million, but um, but I have my eyes on that now because I'm saying I'm not going to put any more time and effort. I'm not going to, you know, put any more sweat and tears. I'm just going to be thinking really clearly on how I'm getting myself there. So I want you all to do that too as you grow your little business baby and we'll get them to become a little toddler walking and you're going to be like proud mama when that happens because you will have more time, but yet um, just like your baby that grew into a toddler and having more time, um, you now have more time to give more love, not just your toddler, but to yourself, right? So you're going to be reinvesting in yourself and helping not just them grow, but you grow. So I know that was really kind of up in the sky kind of talking, and I don't know where I lose people sometimes, or maybe I'm losing some of you when I get on the weeds, so I don't know, <laughs> but I'm just right now trying to hit my audience in different uh, sectors wherever you are, and again, please excuse the messy chaos because um, I haven't gotten you into the groups yet, and when I do, um, when we're in the groups, we'll get to right where you are, so I'm speaking to you individually. I think that's going to be really, really powerful for all of you, as well as myself, so I'm looking forward to that too, Q. Until then, ladies, let's rock out 1Q, make a ton of money. So if you don't want to work 2Q or in the summer, you don't have to. I'm still taking off the summer, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> so we're going to have to bang it out 2Q together too. So, okay, that is all for this Thursday. Um, have a great Thursday, y'all. Today is going to be a fun day. I have lunch with my friends. I like Thursdays. I call it my ladies' lunch day on Thursday. It's my new Friday usually. But I got a busy morning though and afternoon after that. Well, that's a lie. I, I usually scratch out my afternoon work because uh, my ladies' lunch usually I come back and I need a nap because <laughs> we talk so much and probably drink too much and uh, whatever. So, um, but you got to keep those friendships and those priorities. It's so much fun. So um, I probably won't be talking to you later or maybe I will uh, depending upon how good I'm feeling, but I'll definitely probably talk, definitely, probably, there you go. Definitely, probably I'll talk to you tomorrow morning and for sure I'll be talking to those of you on the Zoom call, my free uh, Friday Zoom call tomorrow. Um, so I look forward to talking to y'all soon. Have a great weekend. Bye. Hey ladies, it's me again. A quick add on to contracts. And of course me thinking of a million different things. I didn't finish a couple other extra terms. So here it is. Other than the position you're um, putting it for, you're also doing, of course, the percentages like we talked about, but you're also typically going to guarantee the hire for a little while. So 
if that comes up, I want you to be aware. If they don't bring it up, you don't have to bring it up. Um, but normally, they'll ask you to guarantee that hire for like a 30, 60, 90 days um, out to some do six months, some to 12 months, all depending. If it's contingent, I wouldn't, you know, you might not even have to offer um, if it's a low-level contingent job. Um, but, uh, you know, that 90-day, you'll definitely see that. So it is typical um, at my executive level. I do six months now. I used to do a year. I even used to do a year for a lower level a long time ago, but I changed that because it's not your fault if someone leaves after a year, typically, um, especially if it's the company's with the issues with the company. But six months is a guarantee. Just so you know, in the 20 years, I've only had to replace for free maybe once or twice. So it's not common, but it is does give that guarantee of the comfort level the client wants. So that is going to be one of the terms you'll negotiate. So just be open and negotiate through that. So it's really those main points, you know, between the, the um, title you're searching for, the actual role, and then the money you're going to get, and then that you're going to guarantee it. And then you can throw together, they'll often ask you in a contract too, you can throw together kind of your scope of work because I want to see kind of, well, what's the timeline going to be? You know, it's not just like the process and timeline. And again, in contingent, they might not ask for all this, but if you get higher level, I just need to be aware. And that's not necessarily in the contract. It's just going to be afterwards, like the scope of what you're doing. So you're on the same page of when you'll have that first candidate, um, which usually takes at least a couple of weeks to get going. Of course, usually a month to kind of get that benchmark candidate and from there. So just want to throw that out because I missed a couple points and we, and this was on contracts until I kind of went into my um, pie in the sky thinking. So <laughs> I hope that's a helpful uh, add on and I shall ta- talk to you all later. Bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It is completely free to join and we offer lots of great advice, support, and even a little inspiration. So please come join us at headhuntinghousewives.com. That is housewives with a V.com. And yes, this still is for you men as well. Hope to see y'all there.